Oh, Brenton. Oh. Uh, You've gone through my entire kitchen, buddy. Why why are you eating uh, so much? uh, I've been watching so many movies, Nathan, and and the food's just inspiring me to... Brenton, you've you've, you've literally eaten utensils as you've been doing this, buddy. You've got to watch out for your health. I'm trying. Watch out. Don't don't you dare. (laughs) And that was a literal representation of our podcast. Just just a big pile of vom. Before we hit... Uh, the start, like, we start recording. Before we hit that button, um, I usually go for a cheeky vom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just gotta get all the shit out of me before I start saying just, even you know, more Just, you know, you know, get all of those, that bad juju, get ready, get ready to, you know, to record for you guys, to, to give you guys a good show here on Classic Movie Banter, you know, that podcast where we talk about movies that are 20 years or older. 20 years. And we tell you, we tell you whether they're worth watching or whether they're worth, um, Getting, getting, uh, uh, paying NASA to to put those films like those reels in like a an Apollo, you know, uh, <laughs> in you a know, rocket launch, lunar vehicle, like you put it in a rocket, just shoot it up into space and land it on, you know, like head towards Jupiter and just land it on an asteroid somewhere out there, just so and then so. <laughs> And then, so if it ever happens to return to Earth, the asteroid, you know that it's a shit film because it'll be the asteroid that fucking destroys Earth. So <laughs> there's a mess. <laughs> That'd be great. We just nice like, you know, like they send up like that disc made of gold to aliens so you can discover about human culture. Totally. Like, so when we look up, and the last thing I'll see is an asteroid, and my thought will be. I know that Emerald City is on that. <laughs> you know oh, I, mean? I definitely know that Emerald City is on that. That Emerald, that, that bloody asteroid's gonna make us Emerald City. Like, jeez. But yeah, but. But today, today we're not reviewing a movie. So, no, we're, you know, not. we're not. <laughs> we're not. We're not adding to that asteroid. We're back at the bloody seven seasons, mate. We we it's a spring has sprung in Australia. We're in a brand Woo. new season. I tell you what, I'm fucking done with winter. I'm so shitty over this cold weather. So like, oh Brenton, I need I need bloody flowers to bloom. That's what I need. I tell you what. How did you find this winter? Was it unbearable for you? Hey, mate. You know what? Uh. It wasn't too bad. I gotta say, so I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I was uh I was uh in New Zealand a little while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know you're bloody traveling the world, Brendan, between your bloody podcast apps, like Hey man, settle down. I, stuck you know, here I gotta in the do city something. while you're gallivanting across. We've the spoken world. on the podcast before that all I literally do is this podcast. So you know, I gotta entertain myself somehow. You know <laughs> what I mean? So in between, I just I go to various places and hang out, watch the films and hotel rooms, and then you always walk like, into literally- my house with like your fucking souvenirs <laughs> and your bloody shades on your Hawaiian shirt. I'm like, where were you yeah. this week, Brenton? I come back and I get a mug from wherever I've been and I place it in your like in your in your cupboard like it's like New Zealand South Island it's got a little stupid fucking logo on it and I put <laughs> it in there and uh, and then I get I've also got a magnet but it's like the same logos as the mugs on the magnet and I just stick it on your fridge Fantastic. and I say deal with that Nathan let's record <laughs> yeah good job um, buddy. Uh, I don't. It's a waste of money, guys. Don't do it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the point is, I was in New Zealand, and I was. I woke up one morning to go to Queenstown, mm-hmm. and uh, it was negative. When I woke up, I believe it was like negative five. I want to say. Oh. Uh, so it was. It was. It was brisk. Let's <laughs> it was not pleasant, as it were. It was, yeah. And it heated up a bit, but it heated up to, like, negative two, I think it was, or negative three. So, it wasn't much of an improvement. But, uh, so, my point is, after braving that, <laughs> I can get through anything, buddy. Like, this winter was a breeze. It was I'm like happy, a, mate. It was like, 
It was a summerly breeze that was just coming through. It was like summer breeze a- makes me feel fine. But you know, it's not. It's not negative four. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I do know what you're saying. Bloody tell you what about those single digits, Brenton. If we're not talking about a movie today, then what the hell are we talking about? Why are we here? Why? Why are we here, Brenton? So this is the seven seasons, and if you guys aren't familiar about these special episodes, so with special. the change of the seasons, Nathan and I decided to do something a little bit special, and that is is that we we do, you know, a lot of other, you know, shows, I think, do a lot of these top tens where they name their top ten films, you know, or yeah. their top ten, I don't know, actors, or their top ten cinematographers, or, you know, like, fuck off with that, you know, we <laughs> yeah. don't need that shit. Fuck off with your fuck list, the- we got a better list. <laughs> oh, fuck the number 10. You know what I'm all about? What, I'm Brenton? all about that number 7 action, you know what I'm saying? Of course, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so here on here on here on the 7 seasons, funnily enough that name is given because we do a top 7. Uh something of a topic that we just come up with mostly last minute. And you know what? You know who usually comes up with these things? It's me. Like this is what I contribute <laughs> to the podcast is this is this segment. And I hope you guys enjoy it because if you don't like like, let us know, because, like, I really feel for you if you have to put up with this shit, like, four times a year, and, you know Brenton what I'm saying? because they'll just stop listening, like... Although I do contend, buddy, that we've got a bloody hard act to follow, because our Animals episode was a bloody good time. I mean, it was a great time. It was some great insight onto the animal. So, this is... And this is what I mean. Like, you know, top ten film lists, top ten actors lists, like, they're very, they're a dime a dozen. Mm. We we try to challenge ourselves, you know? last Our last list was top seven animals in film. Like, So, what are we doing today, bud? Mate. Let me get tell you what I I called you the other day <laughs> and I said Nathan, what's we've the good got word? A season, seven seasons coming up, and you know what we're going a top seven on? Top seven pieces of food and film. Yeah. Now Nathan, I want to elaborate on that because that's that that statement makes a million things run through your mind. Like, food in movies, what a bizarre concept. Food and movies, guys. I hope you've experienced this, but having watched the amount of films that we've watched, I can name you films where there's been a scene and the, the again the film isn't necessarily about food but there's a scene where there's a dish that's featured mm. and I see that dish and it just jumps out of the frame <laughs> like oh you're watching like Spy Kids 3D you're like oh the food in this movie mate uh mate it's just amazing. It's, there's dishes that just make you make you instantly. They make your mouth water, and they want make you want to go out and 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 try that dish. And and sometimes it's not possible because like, <laughs> how could anything ever live up to that dish in that particular film? That's very so. True. So this is the list that I've like. This is a this is an ode to food and film and and meals and film that we see and we just want and you you know the ones guys you know those remember when you were a kid and you saw something in the field and you're like mom I really want that now and your mum mm. was like no Brenton go back to the dungeon and you're like okay <laughs> you're getting your bloody uh, PB and Jane and you're like fine <laughs> I'll settle for that uh, well, here in Australia, it's like, here, have your chocolate sand, your Milo, and, and bloody, yeah. you know, be happy, boy. Um, I'd be happy with a Milo any day, mate. Not when you want some of the things I'm about to list, but... Oh, oh, here like. we go. Oh, so, so <laughs> forewarning, please make sure you've eaten before this episode, because we're going to be talking about food in presumably a very lovingly, um, very, you know, accurate, descriptive way. So, we're going to make you hungry if you haven't had a meal. So, if you're on your way home from work, then, I don't know, you're going to start biting some fingernails by the end of this episode, I'll tell you what. Yeah, mate. Mate. Yes, yeah. mate. In fact, right, Brenton, buddy. he might even start biting me. <laughs> well, I guess we're going to find out. 
so here, sometimes on classic movie banter, when we have to protect ourselves, we we have like this little cage system. So you know how the pets pets have crates sometimes, like when you're training your dog, toilet training, they have like a pet crate or whatever. Of course, they need to travel. I got one for you, mate. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I'm put in there sometimes because I just can't be trusted. <laughs> no, I get the SWAT team. They pounce on you. They chuck you in. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate. Uh, so let's get into it without further ado. So, before we start the seven, we've got a few honourable mentions, I believe. We do have um, some honourable mentions. Do you want to go through your three, then my three? Do you want to yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go through my three. Um, All right. So, so what, is, what are your honourable mentions for the best food in movies? So, I'll start with a classic. Uh, this was one of the first points I remember as a kid seeing something in a film that made me just my, my taste buds tingle. And that's uh, and it's the first animation on my list as well. Ooh. Uh, there's three pieces of animation that are on the list. Uh, this Ooh. is Lady and the Tramp. Oh, I was going to go for this, but I thought, no, it's too obvious. It's I know it's obvious, and that's why it's kind of in the honourable mem- mentions, because oh. it's, uh, you know, it's... This it's, is good. I presume you're talking about the famous spag bowl, right? Absolutely, mate. Uh, oh. So, meatballs and spaghetti. It's uh, it's it's pretty awesome. Um, Again, I'd say no more. It's pretty um, good. So can dogs eat that? Because oh, I know nothing about them. Like, can they actually eat... Meatballs and I'm sure they yeah I'm sure they could sure. I'm not sure if it's the best for them like do you reckon there's a viral video out there of real dogs actually doing that like someone's forced for two dogs sure. to kiss are you fucking kidding me people like you know you should know this from our seven uh, seven seasons with the animals people <laughs> people people like doing some shit oh, with animals wait you know a minute I mean? I'm an idiot Disney's remaking a live action Lady and the Tramp that comes out this year what the f- what are you talking did you about? not know this okay so for Disney Plus I completely forgot about this so as in like television right yeah well yeah so so for Disney's new streaming service, Disney Plus, a film that they're making for it is a live-action Lady and the Tramp. And I don't know if the dogs cool. are CGI or actual real dogs. I think they're real dogs. So I, I don't know how they're, they're going to do the kiss thing, but they're doing it. So even if this viral oh clip doesn't God. exist, we're going to get it this year. There's so many There's so many issues with that I can think of. And the big glaring one is, do you reckon they'll do the Siamese cat? Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> the Siamese cat no, scene in the film? No, they're not. I think, I think they've eliminated that song and they're doing something different with the characters because like... Goodness, that is so racist. That's like Mickey Rourke level racist. Like, here's the thing though, because Mickey obviously Rooney. with the streaming service, the streaming service, we're finding out about Disney and them. Uh, I didn't. This is a little bit of a tangent, but you know, we're finding about the streaming service and Disney's bringing back like everything, all the movies to like watching this thing, all oh, those yeah. classics. But there's films such as like Lady and the Tramp and uh, the most obvious one I think, which is A Song of the South, which uh, features yeah. uh, Bob Iger definitely moments. came out and he said we're not putting Song of the South on the service. Did he actually? He did. Because, you know, they made that announcement like months back where they're like, we're going to add the whole Disney vault. And like everyone yeah. in the world's like, really? The whole vault? It's like, like, you did some fucked up stuff back in the 40s. And then Bob Iger was like, yeah. oh, yeah, that stuff we're not adding. But the rest of it we're going to add. All that wholesome content we're adding, all that r- racial stuff. Yeah, maybe not. Um, it's really interesting with Song of the South as well, because one of the most like famous... Uh, Going into another aspect of Disney, one of the most famous rides at Disneyland is Splash Mountain, you know? Yeah. And it's such a popular ride, and yet it's based around this film. <laughs> That's like... It's just... Oh, it's a mess. Got so many issues, I don't even want to get into it. I don't, I don't think we'll ever need to do it for the podcast. People know not to watch it. Like, No, no. It, I don't yeah. I don't want to. Like, I, there's nothing... No. Like, what do you say? Like, really? Like, yeah, I know. What would what we say? What more is there to say? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, um, but back anyway, to Lady and the Tramp. Like, have you ever tried to do that kiss in real life, Brenton? Okay, I will admit that as a kid, as a young <laughs> lad, I... Here we go. No, no, but, like, I would, like, do it with myself, if that makes sense. So you get two oh. bit ends of the spaghetti. There's <laughs> Brenton at home with his dog, and he's just like, all right, buddy, we're going to have to do it. And he's like... Roar. You know, you do it with yourself. So you get the two ends of the spaghetti, stick them on either side of your mouth, and you just go... 
and they'd like oh. go all the way out of the belt. I thought and you then, like duct tape the other into like a mirror or some shit like that, and you just like headbutt it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Nathan, that just gave me ideas. I know what I'm doing after this episode. Oh um, no, Brenton, <laughs> sit back down. Not now. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. Uh, sorry, we've got an episode to do. Right, uh. Nathan, what's your first uh, honorable mention? Because we're gonna get to the seven as well. We <laughs> do. My first honorable mention. Um, plot twist: All three of my honorable mentions are gonna come from Hogsmeade. <laughs> and from are you kidding me? Yes. Oh boy. No, not All right. <laughs> So, so oh, by the way, Brent and I do not let each other know what's on our list before these episodes. So it's all live, live on Classic Movie Banter. Um, yeah. So the, there's a lot of treats you can get at Hogsmeade. But the first one has to be chocolate frogs. And the reason I want a chocolate frog is because I have had a chocolate frog in real life. Because I've been to mm. the Orlando theme park and I've had the bloody chocolate frog. Now, Brenton, when you saw Philosopher's Stone, you saw a fucking live chocolate frog jumping about. Did you want to eat it? No. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being completely honest. Well, that's the thing. I, I, could, talk about other, I, I could talk about other things in those films that I'd, I'd want to eat, but we'll get to that because I'll wait for your honourable mentions. But um, oh, okay. yeah, no, no. The chocolate frog was the one thing that I was like, you know what? Because in the film, I feel like in the in that first film when you see it jump out the window... Mm. It doesn't really have that texture of chocolate that is like. Thank you. It's to too me. thin, isn't it? It looks way yeah. too creamy. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. It looks like something like Wonka would have invented, like when he was stoned out of his mind, just like, yeah, let's make a frog come to life. Like, yeah. It looks like an actual real frog they just coated in chocolate. So I'm like, totally, Ugh. totally. It doesn't look like chocolate. Yeah. Anyway. No, but in continue. real life, when you go to the theme park, I reckon the fucking chefs when they pop, when J.K. Rowling herself went to a bloody kitchen, and she said, "Make me the shit I invented," and they're like, "Okay." I reckon they fucking fixed it. Because what they did, Brenton, when you have a real-life chocolate frog, you still get the wizard card and all that shit. But it's really fucking thick. Like, it's a, it's like the thickness... Imagine if you, like, you folded your thumb under your forefinger. It's around about that thick. I don't know how thick your hands are. But it's around about that Oof. thick of chocolate. And it's heavy. It's very Oof. heavy. And you got to really... You can't even bite it to crack it. Yeah, it's like one of those chocolates you have to, like, gnaw at to kind of, like, yes. and, like suck it it's down. It's dense. Oh, yeah. yeah. So because yeah. of that, that's what makes it not a promotion. I'm like, the real life chocolate frog, it's a good time. Awesome, dude. I'm proud of mm. you. That's great. What's your, what's your number two, bud? So my second honorable, my second honorable mention is uh, actually another. Um, it's another animation. It's the second animation, oh, uh, yeah. and that is. Uh, it's not actually a piece of food, though. It's you know, it's you know, <laughs> it, I'm classing it in the same. This is why it's an honorable mention as well. It's from the Polar mm. Express, and it's that famous hot chocolate scene featuring that damn fine looking hot chocolate that just makes you want to sip it down, sit down ah! a cup of cocoa, and just like have the best time. Have so- Tom Hanks like have singing you a song on the train. Have the tap dancers Weird fucking CGI going off. Tom Hanks. Like oh. Yeah, yum. <laughs> like that. That I completely that, that, forgot about that hot chocolate. That's good hot chocolate. Dude, Do you have a lot of hot chocolate in real life? Nowadays, I don't. As a kid, like you know, what a treat that was to get a hot chocolate. You know what I'm saying? We <laughs> didn't didn't have it often, but when you had it, you really savored that. I remember the first time I had an Italian hot chocolate, and that shit was Ooh. hardcore. That shit. You weren't like even drinking. in Italy. <laughs> Just imagine if they melted that chocolate frog you were talking about before that dense chocolate Ooh. that heavy chocolate <laughs> it's trying like, to like jump out of the fucking pot because it's still alive <laughs> and it's just it's body's melting 
<laughs> yeah, it's like it's literally the Wicked Witch of the West from Wizard of Oz. It's just blobbing into the thing. Jeez. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the little frogs imagine, like I'm melting. <laughs> imagine that, like as a drink, like that same denseness and that same rich, like that's oh. an Italian hot chocolate. It's like drinking like molasses. <laughs> it's like it's like, Jeez. but it's chocolate. It's like good. Um, and it mm. th- that definitely took a several years off my life. I got to say, drinking that thing. But but the Polar Express looks a bit lighter in terms of that hot chocolate. It's a hot chocolate that you could drink like a liter of, and you'd still not know you'd had it. In theory, mm. <laughs> you know what I mean. It's that. Are you a big fan of Polar Express? Because as a kid, I kind of liked it. Like I thought it was fine. You know what? I think I like it more and more as I get older. I think. I think I've I've seen it I'm once. with you. I, th- I think as a kid, like I was like, it was all right. But every time I watch it, I kind of get into it. I like that song they sing on the back of the train as they see the Northern Lights. That song's oh, good. that's right. That's fucking. I remember great. there's a scene where like they have to like the the train suddenly turns to a fucking roller coaster and just like goes right like vertically down at one point. Yeah, dude. There's that scene where like they they have to go over the ice. Like, yeah, that's right. That shit's intense. And so they're like they're doing that thing and they're trying to like and it's total fucking bullshit. Like any physics students out there will know. Yeah. Now that train is not getting back on the tracks. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, hot uh, hot chocolate from uh, Polar Express. Good times. Fantastic. What a good time. All right. My number two honorable mention is um, also from Harry Potter. It's uh, the Birdie Bots Every Flavor Beans, Brenton. Oh, yeah. That is what I was hoping you'd say, bro. Yeah. Oh, mate. That's the shit. That's what I want. You know what I mean? From Harry Potter land. I'm just like, Ooh. oh. Because like, cause I, I don't... I know you can get them outside Harry Potter land. I've seen other yeah. kids rock up with them. I remember at school, someone rocked up with Birdie Bots and they were so fucking popular. I'll tell you what. Everyone's like, beans! And they're like, fuck yeah. Like... Um, have you have you eaten them before, Brenton? Dude, yeah, man. Yeah, I can understand why. Like, is I, there I, a flavor that I, stands out? There's an apple one. There's an apple one that I fucking adore. Yeah, that. Gets I remember me going. when I finally found the earwax bean. I was like, I did the quote from the book where it's like, ah, alas, earwax. I <laughs> just had a munch on it. And I'm like, this is a good time. And then you like, and you like needed to fucking spit it out because it was disgusting, and you were just like, oh, oh, oh. yeah, yeah. Like I turned to the side. I'm like, excuse me, and I'm like, Bleh. but um, yeah. I remember like as a kid, like there'd be kids who'd have like the vomit flavor ones or whatever. And I remember some kids would so overreact with Birdie Bots. They'd be like, this is the worst thing I've ever eaten. All right. Anyways, at Birdie Bots, they're, 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 like, the bad flavors are bad. They're not that bad. You know what I mean? Well, they're edible. You know what I mean? Like, you can they eat are them. Edible. And you can, they're and literally you can edible. Note, and you can, note, you, can, you can note that tastes like shit and then move on with your day and hopefully get a good mm. taste in bean. No, I bloody love the beans. And then when I saw it in the... Also, for some reason, I don't know if you've played the Harry Potter video games, but the beans are the currency for every... I know! Bizarre. I don't know where that idea came from for some reason. Like, Harry Potter has an established currency, but they choose the beans! Why the fuck are there, like, mouldy, disgusting beans that are sat out in the sun all over the fucking grounds at Hogwarts? Those groundskeepers <laughs> need to do their fucking job, because it's... And the janitors as well. It's disgusting. What's up to? And also, could you imagine, like, like, I remember at one point in the video game, you can buy, like, a broom that you fly on for, like, a thousand beans or whatever. Could you imagine lugging around a thousand fucking beans, and you trade a fucking, like, Nimbus 2000 for a thousand beans? Like, what are you gonna do with this? You gonna make a compost pile? Like... And, oh. like, the people that are, like, you know, taking that as currency, what do they do? Do they have, like, a little cash register or a bean register? That they <laughs> is there, like, a Dow... Is there, like... Is the is there the NASDAQ and they, like, exchange beans for, like, galleons? Like... Oh, dude, yeah. And then where do those beans go, you know? Like, oh, it's where just... Where do the beans go? We're asking the hard questions on this podcast, Brenton. Where the beans go. <laughs> 
Uh, what's your number one, buddy, for the honourable? Uh, my, my final honourable mention. Uh, mm. These weren't in any particular order, by the way. But the final uh, honourable mention is a film we talked, uh, we we spoke about a little while ago. Ooh, ooh! It's Pulp Fiction, boy. Um, ah. Now, if there's a movie that makes me want to eat a burger, <laughs> it's this film. It's this film, and it's a, it's a hard thing to talk about because there's two things. Did in you this eat movie. a burger after Pulp? I did actually. Yeah. Did you? I, yeah, I, I, man, I love cheeseburgers. I, I love American cheeseburgers. I think, oof. and it's part I know, of because Brendan, this I mean, it's starting to show, frankly. Like that that big Kahuna burger that Samuel Jackson picks up at the start. You know, that first thing mm. he picks it up, and dude, it just looks so tasty. It just like it does just, look pretty good. Oh man, it gets me going. But the other thing as well that also gets me going is that line when John Travolta says, "That's a fucking good milkshake, man." He's all like high and shit, and he's like. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me want to have a milkshake and a burger, dude. Like, Pulp Fiction. Oh, like, what a combo. Dude, like, I, I just love that shit, man. And it is shit. Like, it's terrible for you. But, like, mm. oof. Where, where's Fiction, the best yeah. cheeseburger you've had in your life? Like, the best cheeseburger. Oh, man, that's hard. Was it, like, grilled? Was it a gourmet burger place? Was it, like, a Dude, it wasn't, any, it wasn't anywhere in Australia, and it certainly wasn't one of these chains. Uh, I feel like it was in the States somewhere. Mm. Um it was in LA actually, I think, and I like sorry that was in 07 that I was there, so um, it was a long time ago, and I can't actually remember what place it was, what joint it was, but I think it was a restaurant, and uh, I got a cheeseburger. <laughs> you know, it's a restaurant, like some fucking side path. But, but the thing is with cheese, like burgers these days, like the thing with burgers these days. The, the <laughs> Here's thing, the thing, kids, about burgers. In Australia, I feel like we don't get cheeseburgers the way they're meant to be done. We have all this no. other bullshit. Why the oh, fuck? Oh, I did take you to Betty's Burgers that time that they do an American style. Not Betty's, fucking Ben's Burgers. Remember we went to Ben's Burgers Oh, yeah, that the, yeah, that was all right. That was all right. Yeah, that yeah. was American style. That was It was good. all right, yeah. But again, it's still not hitting that high point. It's not hitting that... I don't no. know what it is. It's, there is something when you go over to the States, our American listeners will get around this, and they'll be like, it's like when Australians have coffee overseas, or like, no, fuck the rest of the world, we do coffee how it should be done. Same thing with the Americans. It's like, we do burgers the way they're meant to be done. Dude. I know, I know exactly what you mean. The other film that could have taken this spot actually for burgers was actually Iron Man. Oh, because he loves his cheeseburgers, doesn't but, he? No, but b- before even like, oh, spoilers, before Endgame and whatnot mm. and the reference in that to Iron Man 1, Iron Man 1 would literally every time, again, that ch- burger scene, it's Burger King or whatever the hell he has. <laughs> like, it just it's pretty great because he, he sees like Gwyneth Paltrow after like coming back from the dead. And she's like, oh, geez, Tony, what's going on? He's like, right, I want to go to get a fucking cheeseburger. And she's like, what? And she's like, and he's like, We're call, a press co- pull, call a press conference and get me an American burger, American cheeseburger, burger yeah. first. <laughs> and, then, like, and you see him do the fucking press conference. He's like, all right, I'm going to stop making weapons of mass destruction. And he's just like scoffing this burger on the side. Yeah, dude. He has two. He has two of them. He's eaten one in the he's car. He's just and scoffing then he gets it the down. One out in the, in, the, in the press conference. And the best part about it is that he gets out and Jeff Bridges goes, hey, man, did you get me one of those? And I'm thinking, hey, Robert Downey Jr., did you get me one of those? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Bridges is just like secretly bitter for years that he never got given a cheeseburger. And it's even worse because later on in that movie, he brings him a pizza. Remember when like, oh, that's it. That's why he's so angry during the movie because he never got given a fucking cheeseburger. And then like two thirds through when he like stuns Iron Man on his couch, he like yeah. brings him a pizza and he's like, I even brought you food, motherfucker. Yeah. It's like, yeah, repaying the debt. Hey, hey, Nathan, what's your third honorable mention? We got to get All right, into my third seven. honorable mention. It's, it's also, it's a, it's a, okay. It's a, it, it's a liquid from Hogwarts. So I count it as food. It's liquid. And it has to be the iconic liquid from the Harry Potter universe. It's butterbeer. Does it really look that good in the movies, though? Let's be honest. Like, (laughs) 
Look, in the fucking Leaky Cauldron, there's always, a, for some reason, every time they go to the Leaky Cauldron in the Harry Potter movies, there's always, like, that, like, that, like, scenery shot where the camera, like, pans and we see the whole fucking pub. And there's always some, like, like, this, like, dwarf or, or something like a barfly at the counter with, like, a beer, like, nearly the size of him. Like, look through it next time you watch, like, yeah, Prison of Yeah, it's like a huge tankard, like, just like, yeah, yeah, and you always see it there. And I'm like, fuck yeah, butterbeer. What would magical beer taste like? And I'm like, and as a kid, I'm like, I'll get around some butterbeer. It's like beer, but with butter. What a combo. And then I'm like, well, how is that magical? And so I finally went, when I went to Harry Potter World, like, I don't know, five years ago, they serve butterbeer. And I'm like, yeah, because in the books, it's not alcoholic, but like, and, and, and in the theme park, it's not alcoholic either. That's the weird thing. Butterbeer is an alcohol. I don't know what, like, is, is is that because of the process? It's got the same process of beer or something? Is it because there's, like, fucking yeast? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know what's going on. But, like, my understanding is is that, like, if you go to, like, Harry Potter World and you get some butterbeer, it's, it's like, it's like butterscotch soft drink, right? Yeah. And that's, and that's what I had when I was there, the fam. And I'm like, after years of waiting, I'm like, here's finally butterbeer. And I stepped in, and I'm like, it's good. But I'm not going to get wildly drunk off this, so you're pointless. Yeah. Well, it's it sounds fucking sweet as well. It sounds like really oh, so sweet. Weak. Like burn your throat like sugar. Imagine like, if you're at a bar, Brenton, and you see some like bartender boil you a beer, and they just like plump in like a, like a cube of butter <laughs> as they're pouring you a beer. You're like, oh, probs not. I, I kind of get it, though. This is a different thing, but it sounds kind of like... it. <laughs> So, I had mead for the first time this past weekend, Nathan. Oh, did you really? Oh I had some mead. Of course you did. I, yeah, I, I went and, like, tasted some mead, and I ended Were up... Were you on, like, a pirate ship? What? <laughs> Dude, it's... Mate, I bought this uh, spiced... Oh, you got around uh, it? Yeah, I bought this spiced mead. It was bloody good. But it's, it's like... Because it's heated when you have it. It's warm. And mm. uh, and it's not... I don't think it's... It's not as sweet as this butterbeer that you're talking about that's, like, overly sweet. But it sounds like that's mm. what it should be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you on that. Nathan, let's get into the seven. Let's do all it. Right, the fi- all right, here we go. Top seven. Do you want me to go or do you, you want to go or do you want me to go? I don't mind. I want to I wanna bloody establish a thing before we start. And I think and I think, I think I'll think i go first because I think I want you to wrap it up. I want to save you okay. the last for your number okay. one. Okay, sure. But before we start, I want us to do a thing for the proper seven. Where yep. like, now that we've got the honorable mentions out of the way, where when we finish discussing this bloody thing on each of our lists, I want us to give it an award, Brenton. Are you familiar with the Michelin star system? I am, I am, I am. You can get three stars. It's, it's, it's hard work, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 hard work. It's it's more hard work than podcasts, I tell you what. So what I want us to do, Brenton, is if we both concur that we would eat the food that we each suggest on our lists, we're going to give it a banter boys star that they can add next to their own Michelin stars. Okay, I'm going to add a rule to that rule that you just stated. I love so, it, mate. We're bloody so we get, Congress right now. So there's three Michelin stars, right? And at the moment, yes. you're saying there's two badges that you can get, a, 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 a banter badge, so to speak. Yes. So here's the thing. If a film gets two... If a piece of food gets two banter badges, we can mm. then have a discussion whether that film then earns a third banter badge. Right? And Ooh. that's like a consecutive decision. So, oh, okay. but the thing with the third banter badge is, is that it's very rare and it's only when it's just so overwhelmingly awesome that you have to give it. All right. So, we're going to make it rare. We're going to make it special if we're going to give it yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. We don't just hand these things out. We're like, like some. Hey, like we some might go through each of our seven and there might be no three ba- be banter badges. Yep. So, Nathan, please start us off. All right. So, my number seven is from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the 2005 version. Right, and it's 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 not it's not a 
popular option. It's not one you would immediately think when you think of this movie. People would think of the Chocolate River. People would think of the Bubblegum or whatever it is. My top set, my favorite thing that I saw in this movie was when they're in the glass elevator and they're going about throughout the factory and they go through all the fucking weird rooms. And there's a room where Willy Wonka has built a mountain, a literal mountain out of Rocky Road. And like, and these little Oompa Loompas are like clinging to the side of this mountain. You can't see the sky. It's that snowy. And they're chiseling out the Rocky Road from this mountain. I remember the scene, yeah. The first thing I thought of was that I want to eat this rocky road from this mountain. Do you agree? Uh, I can't say I do it, and I'll tell you what. And oh, I, wow. I'm really sorry. Like, I, like I support your decision. Like, man, if that's the thing that got you about this movie, like, oh, all the time. I love Rocky Road as well. I'm not the biggest fan of Rocky Road, though. Of course, yeah. But what I will say is this: is that the reason that I don't fall head over heels over the Rocky Road mountain is that mm. for me in that film, like visually, it just looks like a mountain. You know what I mean? Yeah. If that makes sense. So it yes. doesn't like draw me in. But but like I said, <laughs> if this is you this is your list. You don't it's have to worry a about mountain what I think. made of chocolate, Brenton. Imagine you're climbing a fucking mountain and like you just you get hungry, you just chisel off some of the mountain. Yeah, like I, I'm hearing you, man. I'm hearing you. Like I like climbing mountains, and I don't mind Rocky Road, but but the, that that shot in the movie just didn't get me. It didn't get the sparks flying. You know what I mean? The, just for me personally. But oh. you, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear. But the, my question to you is: Would you give it a badge? Would I give it a badge, Brenton? Mate, I'm surprised Wonka doesn't open that shit up to tourists. Like, oh, one, like, there's so many questions. Like, how the hell does he make a blizzard in his factory? How the hell does he fit a mountain in his factory? This, it's so impractical, and like. And, like, it looks as though the Oompa Loompas are barely clinging on as well. And, like, when they chip <laughs> right. it off, they don't put it anywhere. They just, like, throw it off into the abyss. So, like, but you know what? I don't care. I want to climb reckon, it. Do you reckon that they're throwing it off and there's, like, a huge, like, basket system down the bottom of this mountain that's, like, that we don't see, but it's just collecting it away? Yeah. That's it. I don't know. That's why I want to climb it and eat it, Brenton. At the top, is there, like, a marshmallow finish? Like, I gotta know, Brenton. This, this only raises more questions. Is the snow, like, cream? Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Because when they go past, Willy Wonka's like nonchalantly looking at it and Charlie's like, whoa, a fucking mountain. And then like they just keep on going through. I'm like, yeah, I want to know more about this, Brenton. This is my seven. And I'm giving it a badge. Giving it a banter, boy. Giving it a badge. Well, can you, can you write a note that Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the Rocky Road Mountain, gets a badge? Hey. Yeah, it's on. It's One on. star from the boys. Wonderful. What's your number seven, mate? I'm looking at my list because mine is in no particular order. The other thing I'll just point out as well, because you know, some of our viewers might be confused, or listeners, I should, this is an audio medium, people. people. They're always confused, Brenton. What I want to say is as well is that the, for the seven seasons, uh, the 20-year rule doesn't apply. So oh, this, yeah. Sorry, yeah. we did forget to say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So, all right. I'm looking at my list. Um, okay, i got a movie. i got a movie for you. <laughs> i got a film. We're talking Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. <laughs> Great. Now, here's the thing about this movie. There is a scene which features a banquet, and it's on, uh, it's on Barbosa's ship. And it's in the it's in the cabin's quarters, and there's this banquet the banquet that is uh, that is presented to Elizabeth, played by um, played by Kira Knightley, and yes. uh, it's, it includes like a spit roasted pig. It looks like I think it's Ooh. got like the apple in the mouth. Uh, there's all of this amazing decadent food, and that scene is mouth watering, Nathan. It is incredible. And that's right, yeah. That's yeah. when she like first comes on the ship, right? Like, yeah, that's right. And then the, the scene features yeah. because she's starving, and he's like, "You must be, uh, 
pleasantries aren't you know aren't required. You must be hungry. Does and she like fucking, throw her an apple or something like that? Well, she hands he hands her, he tries to get her to try the apple and she's like it's poison. But he she grabs mm. like a leg of this meat and she like gnaws into it. She's grabbing like <laughs> all this shit and he's like try this, try that, and she's like oh yeah, and it's like and, and the monkey's just, just watching like. <laughs> Mate, he's just like, she's just going at this food. And it's how I would probably be with that banquet. Like, pleasantries out the door. I want a feast. You know what I mean? That looks amazing. Are you amazing. a big fan of that? You know in movies when, like, actors, like, are starving and they, like, monstrously eat through food? Are you a big fan of that? That's a weird thing to be a fan of, first of all. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Because whenever I see that in movies where you see, like, an actor, like, gross eat food, I always like, I don't need to see this. Sometimes. I've got a thing with people eating. It kind of grosses me out. But, um... But mm. that seems. Oh, we some, we've heard, Brenton. <laughs> for some reason, that 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 was just like I was like, yeah, I can relate to that. The scenes like such as like the social networks uh, when there's a scene where like one of those twins is eating the uh, we're eating like it's this huge fucking burger and it's like there's so much food in his mouth that he's like and it's so big that he's, he's like, like doing this huge shit. like his mouth is still shut but it's like fuck off like that's disgusting but yeah <laughs> but this for some reason just it I can relate to it. I, I remember liking this feast, Brenton. Yeah. Would you do a Kira Knightley? Would you just eat it so messily if you were in that position? Absolutely, yeah. All right. Mate, I'll bloody join you on that feast. Barbosa's Kitchen, we will call it. Yeah. And we're giving it, what, a star each? I'm, I'm tossing up whether to give it a star. Oh, mate. Really? You wouldn't give it a star at all? I mean, I bet the hygiene standards wouldn't be good since it's a pirate ship. Yeah. You know what? I'm not going to give it a star, but you feel free to give it a no. star. This is my He's list. Got a like- live monkey in the room that he's eating food. It's just horrible hygiene. It's a bit concerning. But look, my thing with it is is that I'm not going to give it a star because these stars are rare, man. Like, they've got to be for the cream of the crop. So I'm going to go, that's a great scene and I'd feast on that pig, but man, it's not cooked in probably a a well, like you said, like it's, there's probably some bacteria on there. I don't know. Like, yeah, who knows? Wouldn't trust food from a pirate. I trust the Rocky Road from Wonka, but not from Barbosa. Okay, so are you giving it a star then? Well, Wonka gets a star because it's Wonka. I mean, okay, but is does Barbosa does Barbosa get a badge? No, Barbosa doesn't get a badge. Oh, right. Sorry, guys, but like that's fine. Sorry. It's still on my list. I think it's I think it's up there. Nathan, your next uh, piece of food. Number six. Okay, number six. We're continuing with this little buffet string we're going along, Brent, and we're on a bloody yellow brick road going along this buffet trail. And I want to talk about a buffet for one of my favorite comedies. It's called Twenty Two Jump Street. Oh, okay, okay. And I'm talking about the buffet when Ice Cube, with his wife Queen Latifah, goes out to meet their daughter's boyfriend, played by Jonah Hill, who is an undercover cop in Twenty Two Jump Street. And at this like at this family lunch, they discover that Jonah Hill sleeping with his daughter. And so, and Ice Cube freaks the fuck out. And so, he, at this lunch, he proceeds to shout at the staff, and he proceeds to where the buffet is kept. <laughs> and and there's a bloody fruit ball there. And my favorite line from this movie is that he grabs the 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 food from the fruit ball, and he goes, he turns to one of the waiters, and he's like, "Do you like fruit? I like fruit." And he like stuffs it all on his plate. Tell you what, looks like a good bowl of fruit. So yours is the fruit. You you think the fruit mine, is the thing? Yeah, mine is the fruit, and also just in general, the buffet looks fantastic. Yeah, man, I agree. Like this isn't on my list, but hey, I remember that scene well, and I remember seeing. I think it's like asparagus or something, or beans maybe that is the features in the scene. Oh, it looks good, man. 
Yeah, because normally at buffets, I don't know about you, Brandon, but at a buffet, I'm a carnivore. I normally go, fuck the fruit. I'm going to go for the meat, for the seafood. I'm going straight in for Oh, dude, that. you can't do that. There's some good veggie dishes. There's some good salads and stuff as well. Like you gotta- That's what I'm saying. And I'm saying this movie, Brenton, it made me 180. And I'm like, no, go for the fruit salad bar. Do that good shit. Yeah, man. I, I'm with you. Like, like I, I want to give this a badge. You know, I didn't even bring I, this I up. I want to give it a match yeah. too because it looks like a nice restaurant. It does. It does. It looks bloody great. Yeah, especially, I think it's beans or asparagus or something that he gets on his plate as well. And it's like, that was the thing I think that got me from memory. Yeah. Oh, yeah, fantastic. the veggies So we're giving it two Banter Boys badges? Oh, mate. This this isn't two. Yeah. 22 Jump Street. Who knew? I didn't know. Thanks for bringing it up, man. All right. So, Brenton, what is your number six, buddy? All right, mate. Okay, so I was trying to keep this hidden for a while because obvious reasons when I bring it up, but I think I have to bring it up at uh, six. Again, no particular order, but Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Hey, we're going back. So the reason that the thing that really stood out to me from this movie, because I'm glad to hear that you loved the Rocky Road Mountain. Like, that's wonderful. But it's not Mm -hmm. what springs to my mind when I think of this film. When I think of this film, the thing that would, like... Of all the foods! And I'm a simpleton, Nathan. Like, the thing that just really inspired me as a kid, and it made me want this chocolate so bad, was just a regular Wonka chocolate bar. Now, there's a few scenes where this features, such as when Augustus Gloop is eating it, like, when he first... He bites into the golden ticket. Oh, yeah. The TV crew comes to his house, and he's, like, fucking covered in chocolate, like... There's a scene, though, that particular, it's really showcased so well. There's a scene where Mm. Grandpa Joe and Charlie, and they open... It was, like, the middle of the night, and they open that... They open that bar together. He gives him the money, and he runs off, and he brings it back. And he, it's like, Grandpa Joe. And it's like that horrible like shot of like that ju- kind of jump scare where he's like, you hear the whisper of Grandpa Joe. And then like he goes, oh! <laughs> like, and, like the camera, like, <laughs> like do you remember that like hard cut? It was weird. It was like, went black, and then it was like, oh, he's awake. And the way that they unwrap <laughs> this chocolate, they like do it like not looking at it. It's like, and then they go, let's look at it now. And then Grandpa Joe has this whole chocolate bar and he's like spindly little fingers. And he flips it back and forth. Mm. And you see this chocolate bar and it just looks like the best fucking damn chocolate you've, bar you've ever seen. Just normal oh. milk chocolate. But just looking so damn fun. You know what I mean? It's just it looks, like, it looks very oh. hard as well. Oh. Like it looks like very thick. Oh. It looks perfect. Like it just looks like the perfect chocolate bar. Like... I, I wanted it so bad. And I remember at the time of this film that they released a line. I think it was Nestle did it. They released this line of, uh, I think it was like Wonka's Scrum Diddly Umptious I remember this. Bar. You could buy the Wonka bar. But it was, it was like Scrum Diddly Umptious was the only one they had. And it was like these blocks that you could break off. And it was like a top hat. It was like a chocolate piece in the t- shape of a top hat. And do you remember mm. this? And it was like... I remember when the movie came out, you could buy that golden was it. tickets. Yeah, yeah, that was it. But there was these bars yeah. that they had. They didn't have the bars, the ones I'm talking about from the film, which was just the regular bar. They had these other mm. ones. And it was just like, they were good. Don't get me wrong. They were the best chocolate that was on the market at the time. If you wanted like that, like a chocolate bar, like the Wonka oh, bars. Oh, I don't think it was the best chocolate on the market. Fuck but off, it still was. Don't good. you remember? It had like fudge in it. It had like caramel. Excuse me, lint is the best chocolate on the market. Well, no, 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 no. I'm talking about if you go into the store and you've got to choose between like a Cadbury Boost bar and a Wonka bar, you're going to choose the Wonka bar. Oh, you know? yeah. That's what I mean. I'm not... To, Lint's right, not in that ultimatum, Lint's, sure. Lint's not on the 7-Eleven shelf. You know what I mean? Like it's... I'm, no. I'm, that's what I mean. I mean, you, you're buying a Kit Kat... But you want the Wonka bar. <laughs> and these things, obviously, they were oh. like a timed exclusive thing. Like, they went away after a while. And they brought them back for a little bit. Then they went away. And I wanted to bring them back because they were good. But the point is, the chocolate in the film, the regular chocolate bar, just looks so damn perfect. Like, it's 
Perfect. It does. I love that opening sequence as well when you yes. see how the bar gets Yes. Wrapped. Oh my god, it's amazing. Over the opening credits. It's oh. amazing. There's a point where like the bar like gets parachuted down onto the conveyor belt. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. That's my pick. So we So I guess you're giving it a badge. Oh mate, I'm giving this a badge for sure. 100%. It's iconic. It's like yeah. it's like it's chocolate like 100%. Oh, you know what? I wish bloody Christopher Christopher Lee had more of that chocolate. It would have yeah. made him a better father. Cavities on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> what else does he say? Like caramels. I don't know. He's like <laughs> caramels. Oh, it's so good. Lollipops, more like cavities on a stick. That's like <laughs> fucking hell. And then Fuck, the kid's so good he's in like, that movie. He, yeah, he is. He's, he is. And then meanwhile, his kid's got a fucking torture device from Sora in its face. And it's Jeez. just like, he's like, maybe I could have some chocolate. When I was a kid in year eight and I was told I had to get braces, I thought genuinely that's what braces were. Well, Nathan, I'm glad you worked it out soon enough that you didn't have to have. You should have. Your parents should have just requested headgear. Like, even if it just didn't do anything. <laughs> just like this wireframe that went around your head. I just come to school. Just like, zhk. Dude, can you believe that was a thing? Like, people used to oh fucking God. do that. Was that actually a thing? Well, I thought sure. it was just in the movie. Was this a real that thing? That would have been based... No, that's in, like, like media all the time. Is like, there's a period in history where braces were that. That was, like... Really? Yeah, it was fucked. I generally thought that was just a movie thing. I swear to God, because it features in, like, the Simpsons episode that features it. Um, that is fucked up. Yeah, man. That's so fucked up. Hey man. Why would anyone think that's a good idea? Like, straight teeth are not worth that. When I inevitably have children and I make my own family, I'm going to fuck with them. <laughs> like, you can, like, take them to the dentist and be like, can you give them, like, some headgear? Like, like just attach it for a day and we'll come back oh, tomorrow geez. and take it off. <laughs> oh, my kids will listen oh. to this episode and they'll be like, wait, I don't think we need this. I don't think we... Uh, Brent, like, shut up, son. You guys are trying to, like, weld the thing on top of the kid's head. <laughs> Uh, the fun I will have uh, in fatherhood. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> anyway, so anyway. You, you so gonna, you're giving it a badge. I'm giving it a badge. I'm going to give it a badge. I think it's worth the two badges. Do we think it's worth a third? It's iconic. No, I don't think it is, personally. I don't think it's worth the three. No, I agree. I think I want to save the three so far. Oh, all right. So what's that? That's it's a, bubbling, Brenton. Oh, the tension's bubbling. There's what another, are we burn there's it another second... Uh, Two badges for for a piece of food, which is the chocolate bar from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the 2007 remake. Yeah, well done. So Nathan, well done. Uh, you, the third one that is on your list of seven. All right, so so we're going up to number one. So my number five. All right, so this one is from a recent movie. It's from uh, the highest grossing film of all time, Brenton. It's from Avengers Endgame. Oh my god! All right, let's get into it. And and the the food I choose, I choose, I chose from Avengers Endgame was it's a random moment in the movie but it sticks out of my mind because after I saw this movie I'd got this food the next day because I'm like I haven't had this in ages but Ant-Man is chilling outside the Avengers headquarters and he's having a taco Brent. oh dude I knew and you were like, going to bring out the tacos yeah Hell he's yeah. pretty fucking happy with these tacos. He's like, you know what? I've I've just I've had like five hours in the quantum realm. It's been a long time. I'm gonna have some bloody tacos. <laughs> and then and then War Machine, Don Cheadle, he fucking like lands out of nowhere and like startles um uh Paul Rudd. And then the ship lands, flyed by Nebula, but Karen Gillan, and the taco flies out of his hands, and he looks very upset, but then bloody Hulk walks past 
<laughs> and Mark Ruffalo just hands him like two fresh new tacos. And there's like cheesy, like happy rom-com music plays. And like Paul Rudd just looks like the happiest man alive with his new tacos. And I'm like, you know what? I want a taco now. Dude, I'm, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy that this film inspired you to go buy some tacos the next day. Like that's... I know tacos that's, in such that's a what, long time. That's what this list is for, man. I'm so happy for you. It's about... Inspiration from movies, yeah. and did you did you like the look of these tacos? They look like okay. good tacos. Okay, for me, for me again, for me, <laughs> I liked. I'm a taco guy. I bloody love tacos. I could, you know. All oh, right, here we go. Oh, I I do love tacos, but for me, I know you, the, you've, you're pulling one out of your mouth right now. The, <laughs> the only thing wrong with this particular taco for me is that there's a bit too much lettuce in it from memory. Oh, it is very. Le- that's why it's so easy to fly out of the hand. I know, I know, I know. Because visually, it looks good when it flies out, but. I'm not a big lettuce guy in like wraps in sandwiches and in like, on like like shredded iceberg lettuce. It's just like, uh, it's it's okay, but if there's too mm. much of it, it's too much of a feature in the dish, man. And I want I want some more of that wholesome. I want some of those like I want that those beans, that beef. I want yeah, you want that oh, meaty shit. Man. Tell you what, are you a taco bloke who eats from the top or from the sides? Like what do you do there? Oh, dude, you can't eat it from the top. Like you talking about like a hard shell taco, right? I've 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 seen people with hard shell tacos. Like go from the top. They, are they monsters? No, like you you have maybe to, for me for me it's like you got to go from the side, and it's like it's a particular mm. skill you have. When also you low it. on the side, you got to really scoop up that shit because it crumples very easy. Yeah, man, you got to just get in there and just go from the mm. side. Work your way, work your way from either side too. Like work your way to the center, like if you want. See, that's a smart move. A lot of people just go from one to the end. No, because you want because it, it gets bigger in the center. Exactly. Exactly. So you want to get rid of the short parts first. Exactly. Oh, I, mm. I love talking to you about tacos. We need, we should go get some tacos sometime. We've never had we tacos. We should get some together. tacos after this. Oh no, God. we haven't, Brenton. I'll tell you what, bucket list is there, right? Now, I don't know where Paul Rudd gets the tacos from, but wherever he gets a taco from, I seem to be if I should give it a badge because there's nothing too special about it. I just like that taco. It's a, Would hey, you give it a badge? I'm not giving it a badge, no. because Simply because of the lettuce thing I just said. I don't think I'll give it a badge too. I like it. It made me want to get a taco, but I agree. I'm not giving it a badge. Oh, there you go. There you go. Right. So number five, because you go. you're going working your way down. So number five is uh, the taco from Avengers Endgame. That's great. I'm so happy he inspired you to do that. Thank you. All right. So what have I done? So I've done, I've done, uh, what have I done? So I've done, I've done uh, Charlie <laughs> and the Chocolate Factory and I've done Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. Harry Potter I know what to do with and you. the Philosopher's Stone. I know oh. just what to do with you. Uh, okay, so here we go. There's another scene I could have chosen from a Harry Potter film, and I'll, I'll give it a quick mention, and that is from The Prisoner mm. of Azkaban. That's the floating lollipop. Just looks fucking delicious oh, every time I see that's it. That's a damn good lollipop. It looks like a yeah, damn I good agree. lollipop. Cover cheese on a stick. Um, <laughs> no, but the thing that gets me going in this movie and it's got me going since I was a little kid. I'm not a I'm not a wing I'm not a wing guy. I'm not like as in like chicken wings. I'm not a wing guy. I'm not really a drumstick guy oh. either. Like like getting a chicken leg and gnawing into it. I don't like greasy fingers. I don't like I know exactly pe- where you're going fuck with this. Off, like with it. Like yeah wings are cool like and they taste good but it's like fuck I gotta pick it up and like Oh but Brenton the pub wings they're so good. You know when you get like ten wings for ten bucks or whatever? I can't I get it but I can't because it's just gross. It's just ugh, like it's alright but it's like ugh, no like it's just no the no no, I don't want to touch it. Oh, Brent, that's some, okay. That's you, bud. I want some utensils, and I want, but but this movie, man, 
every time I see it. <laughs> there is a shot when Ronald Weasley in the first banquet, which is amazing in itself. When you see the first oh, banquet and the food iconic. appears, it's amazing. Harry's like, holy fuck, I've been starving my whole life and now I get like decadent food and these yeah. this, this this like, you know, first day of school banquet. And special mm. mention to the uh to the Halloween banquet as well, because that looks fucking delicious. How are well. they not more obese kids at Hogwarts considering they get banquets like every fucking night? It's magic, man. <laughs> they just like unfat themselves like jeez um yeah they do like some (laughs) this is really dark Ron just every fucking day like he's just casting spells Hermione performs like like a like a magical like liposuction on him (laughs) like just like oh jeez and like and Harry casts a spell to show what Ron would have looked like if he hadn't been doing that for three years oh my god (laughs) yeah he looks in like the mirror of Arised but it's like (laughs) but it's like oh man that, that, oh. That's terrible. All right, but the point this is, is like a running gag. No, because at, at the end of Deathly Hallows, when we see Ron 19 years later, he's a little bit pudgy. Yeah. I reckon he rebelled against Hermione. He was like, you got to stop doing this spell on me because it's hurting me, Hermione. Like, <laughs> fucking hell. Like, you know? Ron's like, I want to be obese, damn it. He's like Nicholas Flamel. He's like, please, let me age. Let me, like, you know, <laughs> let my body go through its natural course. Um, <laughs> God, Hermione's, Hermione's the real villain of uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a real fat shamer, just like stopping them all from choosing to be obese. Oh my god! But the thing is, in this, <laughs> the, in the Philosopher's Stone, the the shot that got me going was that there was a shot when and it's the cheapest shot. It's like it's it's you can tell what they're going for. And Ron looks so yeah. happy when he's doing it. Rupert Grint, he's got a chicken wing in. Oh no, he's got sorry, he's got chicken legs in each hand. I think that you know he's got drumsticks in each hand. And he takes a bite from one and he takes a bite from the other one. And then he has this little head bobble he does after he has like a bite from both of them. I don't know if you remember oh this scene. Do you remember this shot, Nathan? No, I, I know what you're talking about. I remember this clearly. They look good. <laughs> they look so good. <laughs> they look so good. And he's so satisfied with it as well, Nathan. He's just, so happy. And it makes me want to eat. Like, it makes me want to eat. Like, you know. Do you reckon his brothers like hyped him up for it? Like, 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 cause like Bill and Percy oh and, like, and Fred and George, they all went to Hogwarts. And so for years they were telling wrong about these wings before his first year. Do you reckon? I don't know. I think maybe, I think they're like, look, it's like a whole decadent thing and it's all out of this world. And this, I think it's more of a, I think, oh, I think it's more of a thing of excess for Ron. Like, so he's grown up in a family ah. that's like, is a huge family. His mom's an amazing chef and is probably on, on the same level as the house elves, if not better. But the thing is, because yeah. like, because you know, they're, the the you know, they're the lower middle class. <laughs> they have like a, like, they have like a, like a magical world master chef and it's Molly Weasley versus some <laughs> local house elves. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like you know, Ron's lower middle class. Like his family's like got a lot of kids, and so they got to feed them. And they struggle to feed them. So oh, maybe yeah. there's not as as an amount of food as Ron would love, because as we know, Ron likes to eat. So these these he drumsticks does. have appeared in front of him out of thin air, and there's like a platter that just keeps replenishing itself. And he just grabs two of them straight up, and he's like, unk unk, ugh, like in the he just scoffs it, mate. They look good. That's all I'm saying. It's a good time. But, like, it's, it's hard for me to give a badge to the Hogwarts house elf staff because it's literally slavery. So you're on Hermione's side in, the, in regards to Spew. I'm a part of Spew, man. Right. I so agree with her in the Spew identity. It's a, do, you remember, do you remember, like, Drunk Winky from the books or whatever that yeah, elf name yeah. is? Yeah, I do remember. Like, Ron's scoffing on a wing that, like, a drunk house elf had to, like, stumble across the room to, like, marinate. It's like... <laughs> Sorry. You sorry. know what I mean? Sorry, I wasn't expecting that sentence to come out of you in this episode, but, like, continue. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> well, you've, uh, you've bloody heard it, mate. It's like, if we're talking about the health standards of Barbosa's ship, then we have to acknowledge that the, <laughs> the slave labor of the house elves. But here's the thing. Like, these are magic... Okay, these are magical creatures. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not taking your point. I'm just being the devil's advocate right now, Nathan. Don't, oh, okay. don't judge. But, okay. But the, the devil's advocate argument, I believe from the books, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I can't, I'm not. Mm. That's not the thing from the books that, like... Bits out in my mind, but the, no. uh, the 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 argument to that is that the house elves want to be there. Like this is like their dream job is like working in these yeah. kitchens, and like that this like it's a weird thing that Rowling's written. Now that I think Do about they, it, remember like remember the first book? There's like there's an anecdote where the house elves are the ones that have to like put away Fluffy. Say that again. Remember like Fluffy. Yeah, I remember Fluffy. What are you saying? What are you talking yeah. about? Remember in the in the first book, there's an anecdote where like Fluffy like breaks out of some shit like that, and the house elves have to like get the dog back into like the the third really? corridor. Really? Yeah, it's a genuine thing. Like, oh, that's like sure they're up. gonna cook. Yeah, maybe it's like fucking ratatouille for them. But like outside the kitchen, they got other shit they got to do but as well. But in saying that as well, like the house elves' magic is like quite powerful. Like it's not a whole other level it is of, of wizards as well. I think like so. Look like. The- but my understanding is, as magical creatures, like in this world, that these 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 creatures like to serve. That's the thing, and the and I think like the idea. I think Rowling's trying to get us that there's these like these amazing magical creatures that are, that are so powerful in these tiny frames. That like they're so powerful. They're so much more powerful than wizards to a certain extent. Mm. But they are kind of what makes them, I guess, nice or like you know. That that there's no real, they're not a threat because they live to serve. Like it's it's this weird thing. <laughs> yes, because they live for, to be subjugated by the man. It's like oh, but I, I, I'm just being devil's advocate, so I don't know. But I no, I, I know I, I can be understand. I, what you're saying, I can respect. The Honestly, badge. if I was to the think of, of Harry badge, Potter, yep. If I was to think of Harry Potter and the house elves and a food combo with those two. I would think about Dobby from Chamber of Secrets and the fucking floating cake. Oh, yeah, looks good. <laughs> now that's a fucking good cake. Yeah. What would, hey, who knew that Petunia had those skills? You know what I mean? In the in, in terms is of baking. Is it Petunia? It must be Petunia. It must like, be. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. That is incredible. That definitely changes my mind about that character. It must be Petunia. <laughs> I don't know Petunia Petunia's just an incredible cook. Unless it could Harry's be, still starved. It could be Vernon. I mean... That'd be amazing. Like, like the camera pans and he's in a fucking apron. Like, oh. Hey, man. Who knows? But, uh, but yeah, know. but the, yeah, the drumsticks are my pick. Um, are you going to give, are you going to give Hogwarts a bloody badge? I am. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to give him a, a badge because I think in terms of, let's, let's take this to a technical filmmaking perspective. I think, mm-hmm. the, obviously the shot's good, but I think like the, the color grading in that scene and with the, 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 the drumsticks with like the warm light from the candles with Ron's red hair. Oh my like, God, like, it's yeah. just, it's just working for me in that shot. So yeah, I'm giving it a badge, mate. All right. Well, on on food grounds, I would love to, but purely on ethics, I simply can't, Brent. Okay, that's totally cool, man. I respect your decision. Um, spew. <laughs> f- free the elves. Free the elves. I'm all about it. All right, my number four, Brent. It's from an animated film, oh. and it's from Despicable Me 2. Oh, I haven't have seen it, but be, continue. Oh, have you not? Ah, well, I'm going to describe it for you. The villain in Despicable Me 2, he runs a Mexican restaurant and he throws this huge party um, in it halfway through the movie. And, he, and you know, the minions are there and they're all bloody there. The fucking, have you seen the first film? No, I haven't seen any any minions or Despicable Me. any or... Despicable Me? Nah, man. Ah, mate, the first two are bloody good. Third one's a bit of a mixed bag, but first two, great. Well, in that second movie, they go to this Mexican restaurant where the villain's lair is underneath it. And, and this Mexican party... 
um, one of the things you can buy there is a tortilla hat. So a full on like bloody sombrero. So like a sombrero you can just wear, but it's made of corn chips. So the sombrero hat is made, it's a pure corn chip, one material. And in the little rim bit, it kind of has this like level up as the rim bit. So it's got a bit of a perimeter and in it, there's a little like a crevasse and it's filled with guacamole. And what you do is that you break the hat apart of the chip and you dip it in the guac of the rim of your hat and then you eat it. It looks outstanding. And I do not know why no one's done this in real life. Probably because they don't want hair in their chips. But it looks remarkable. I, I I I want that to be a thing so bad, Nathan. That looks that sounds amazing. It sounds disgusting to a certain degree as well. Like, can you imagine someone with dandruff with that shit on? Like, holy fuck! Oh. Like, oh no. I know that's probably why they haven't done that in real life. But a corn chip and guacamole hat from Despicable Me Two. What a good time! Okay, Brenton. I will I will add to that. Like, because obviously I haven't seen this film, so I don't really have much to say. But I will say, have you seen like those nacho balls? with, like, the edible balls, like, where they've got, like, a tortilla or something, and they've deep-fried it into a bowl. No, and they, like, you no, break the bowl apart. Dude, like, amazing. Some places do oh. it, and it's, like, so you can break the bowl apart as you... Oh, man. It's a good time. Good what time as well. Good time. All right, mate. I'll, I'll... I'm... For that Mexican restaurant, I will give that a banter badge, because it's... You know, it's got... It's a good Mexican restaurant. I mean, yes, it is a supervillain layer underneath, but that doesn't really affect business. So... Yes, it is a front, but they make good food. Mate. I'm um, giving it a star. Mate, that sounds amazing. Like, I can't give it a star, unfortunately. Because I wish I could if I'd seen the film. I'd probably you haven't agree been. With you. you don't sounds know the amazing. food. Yeah. Watch this Pickle Me too. Great movie. Good movie. I will, actually, yeah. Thanks for the suggestion. Let's talk about another... So, this is the only anim- animated film that... Oh, oh mate. I, I lied at the start of this. There's four animations that feature on my list. <laughs> oh, oh no. so this is the third one of the four. Sorry, I said three before, but this is there's four. So this this is the third of the I'm four. I'm so scared you're gonna pick my animated pick and I hope you don't. No, I probably will. This will probably be it. Oh. We're talking uh the titular Ratatouille from Ratatouille. Oh thank god. I avoided Ratatouille for this. Oh really? I did. Now, Go for it, mate. Now obviously it's your territory. Like, it's again, <laughs> this is like Lady of the Tramp level in well actually no it's not, because Lady of the Tramp I think is probably more famous in terms of cinematic history. The scene's iconic. But Ratatouille is first and foremost a food movie. Um but the Ratatouille it's the food movie, in Ratatouille. I've never I have I have to confess, I've never eaten Ratatouille in my life. Neither have I. But I fucking want to because of this film. Like, <laughs> I'm always just like, I want to go to Paris and I want to go somewhere and I want to have those veggies that are like made in that way so that I can mm. taste that and get what that food critic gets when he has the flashback. But obviously, I wouldn't have that flashback. But like, have that amazing moment of just tasting something that was that that good. But it's not only that because the actual animation and 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 how this thing's crafted and how it's served. It just looks like an amazing dish. It really does. And I can and it's fucked up to say, but I can kind of imagine how it tastes, like if that makes sense. <laughs> like like it's like I've thought about this to the extent and my subconscious has dreamed about this to the extent that like I can taste a dish that I haven't tasted. And it probably doesn't taste what I think it tastes like. But but I want to taste it because I want to know, Nathan. Oh. Like, at, it, it creates so many conflicts within me, but at the center of it is this adoration for this dish. That one is not is not it's not even a real dish like it's a real dish but it's an animation, and mm. but I I'm still obsessed with it that I, I I want to try this thing man. It is it does look pretty. I mean the whole movie is just littered uh, with extraordinary yeah, food. Totally. Like, but I completely agree. I think what really sells it is the critics' reaction. Mm. 
Mm. I actually think for me, like, yes, like that is like the emotional tie to it. But for me, what mm. gets me wanting to try it is when it's being served to him, that last one. And you see like them like twisted around. So you see like the slices coming out and then the little drizzle on top. Like, it's amazing. It looks so fucking good. Oh, oh, oh it's getting a badge, boy. It's it's going to get a badge from me um, personally. Um, oh, well, yeah. I mean, isn't it isn't that like restaurant an actual like Michelin star restaurant in the movie? Yeah, I, I believe it's gone down, like, at the time, but, like... Oh, that's right. It's, yeah, it's yeah, that's It's gaining its popularity right. again, thanks to Remy, uh, or Passion, mm. as, as some call him. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. No, I'd, I'd happily give my badge to that establishment. I mean, yes, it is run by a rat, so, you know, but... Uh, no, I think I think all that aside, you know, he's a passionate one. Nathan, so. Exactly. I was about to say, you took the words out of my mouth. He's a rat with passion. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I've, like... I'll give it. I'll give it a bloody band to All right, as well. So it's got two. So does it get three? Ooh. I don't think it does. <laughs> Sorry. I don't think it does either. I mean, we still haven't I awarded haven't it. I have tasted the dish and I don't know what it tastes like. It's just, I think no. it's really interesting that I get that. Um, that it just doesn't feel there. right, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Um, but Ratatouille. There you go. Ooh. All right. My number three is from the Academy Award winning film Suicide Squad. Brenton. You're kidding. All right, keep going. <laughs> I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued now. Continue. There we go. Mate, I love to pull in some bloody wild cards, and my top three are all bloody wild cards, i tell you that. So, you've seen Suicide Squad, right? I have, yeah. I've seen it once. Okay, I brilliant. saw it once in cinemas, yeah, but... Continue. That's all you need to do, Brenton. And, and, and the meal from this movie that, that, I, <laughs> that sticks out in my mind is there's a scene... Where Viola Davis. Yes. <laughs> yes. Continue. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> There's a scene where Viola Davis is meeting with some bloody government official in some weird restaurant. Like she's hired out the whole restaurant, and she's sitting there with him, and she's like, and she's got these files with her, and she's introducing to the government all the different members of the Suicide Squad. She's like, "Here's your bloody Will Smith. Here's your Margot Robbie." Here's Joel Kinnaman, all that kind of stuff. He's a dis- he's a discount Australian Tom Hardy. Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's 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 bloody dry Courtney. So uh, and she's going through all of it, and we get like, and we're not in the restaurant for long because we you know, we have these flashbacks to these like characters' biographies. Oh, don't, and please don't remind me. Just just, just get to yeah. the good stuff. <laughs> we know what the scene is, but as she's doing all of this, she's been served this huge steak. Like it's massive. Like this is like. A proper ribeye steak. Like, yeah. it looks outstanding. But what even stands out more is the knife that she's been given to eat this steak. And it's like, it's like a bloody machete. It's huge. I don't, you know me. You know me and my taste in food. And you know, I've, I've quoted this as saying that, for me, nothing beats a piece of well-cooked amazing steak you know what i mean like oh <laughs> it gets me going and this steak's a good looking and the steak. steak in this movie brenton it's it looks it looks perfect it looks absolutely perfect it's the mix of the scene though as well it's that amazing looking steak which mm. just looks fantastic and then it's like viola davis's like amazing like you know voice she's like violently chewing oh. it she's very aggressively eating the steak um i'm not meaning to sound like sexual or anything here either but like it's just <laughs> Like, because I was like, her voice, uh, no. I'm saying, oh, because like, <laughs> it just makes me want to eat the fucking steak. Like, it's that reaction that I get from watching oh, this. It, it's, it's, it, yeah, it's pure gluttony. You just look at it and you're like, 
this is extraordinary. And like, mm. and you can see Viola's really enjoying it. And what's even funnier is that she's got this food, but the other guy isn't eating. So he's just watching her chew through, chew through the stage. Dude, he's, he's our, he's like the audience. Like he's our gateway into the scene. We're watching him going, oh. dude, I wish you were just there in the actual presence of this steak. Oh, and Viola Davis. I of want course. it, Brenton. I want it to make an appearance in the sequel, in the James Gunn movie. I want there to be another steak. Oh, I do too. Oh, I oh. think I forgot about that steak. You mentioned Suicide Squad, and I was thinking, what the fuck is in Suicide Squad? I was like, what? And then I remembered. I was like, there's the restaurant scene with Viola Davis, and and that steak. And I was like, oh, oh, oh mate, there is nothing steak. like a good steak. There is nothing like it. Oh my no. gosh. Like, I I respect vegetarians. I love vegetarians, but I that meal for yep. me, I just love. Hey yeah. Nathan, what, so, how do you have your steak cooked? Out of interest. Oh, me personally. Oh, um, I normally have it medium rare, but I've actually kind of almost been leaning towards rare these days. Mm, actually, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, <laughs> I've I the I know the the, the more I age, Mister Brenton, I actually do like my steaks a little bit lighter. Yeah. I like that that you know. You like the blood? Do you concur? Yeah, man. Uh, nothing beats a steak. Whew. So I think this restaurant, Brenton, I think it looks fine. I think it's a normal restaurant. So I'm happy to give it a band of boys stuff. Me too, man. I'm happy. To, I'm so yeah. shocked that we're fucking praising Suicide Squad now. Oh my <laughs> God. It's got a good steak. I don't know if I'd give it, you know what? If I actually tried this steak, I'd even give it the third one because it looks so fucking perfect. But okay, here's the thing that's making me not want to give it a third star is that it's, it's mm. in one of the worst scenes in the movie. Like it's I it's, agree. it's the one of the worst scenes in the movie. So in one of the worst movies. Yeah, yeah. So I just I just can't, man. So purely on principle, we can't give it a third star. Fuck, man. Shit. Oh. It's all right. We still got top of the list to go. Yeah, we got some room. I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna get a three star. To be honest, it'll be interesting. Actually, uh, we let's, might. Let's actually, three, actually, mate. we might. We might. We might. We might. Oh, here we go. So okay. So I gotta go into my top three because my top three are <laughs> my top three are on another level completely to the last ones. These are the ones that are just like. These are the Malta Bene. <sighs> that, that's what these three are. <laughs> um, I don't even know where to start because I'm not doing it in a, in a particular order. I'll leave. The, I'll leave the last one till last because it was the reason that I decided to make this list. But uh, ah, the famous one, of course. Okay, I'll get. It. Okay, okay. So the next one I'm going to mention. I'm going to mention it because I don't think you've seen it. Oh, it's from Jean Favreau's chef. Okay. Oh, you ah, you actually picked Jean Favreau's chef. That's okay. fantastic. Brendan. I've seen this film once in my life, but sometimes is it good? It's all right. <laughs> like sometimes, <Yeah. laughs> sometimes I will go and I will just watch this scene. I will just watch this scene. No, no, I'm not even no, kidding. You won't. I, will, I will YouTube this scene and I will oh watch it. Goodness. And I'll watch it like three Friends times in a row. No, I'm kidding you not. This film oh my goodness. features the best looking toasted cheese, uh, cheese toasty I've ever seen in my life. Oh, great choice. If, if I can convince anyone of our listeners to look up and like, spoiler alert, it's a scene, it's not a big scene, it's literally a scene that's focused on him cooking a fucking toasty. Should I use this as the still for the YouTube video, Brenton? Oh my gosh, you definitely should. I was thinking of like what stills this this thing, and this, this there's a shot of this where it's kind of on the grill, and it's like he's mm. just kind of put it there, and it's just fine, like it's finally just melting, and it just looks so good, and you're just like, oh. Actually, as you're saying this, Brenton, I'm going to look this shit up. Wait, here we go. I'm going to type in chef, then I'm going to type in 2014, and then what is it? Just t- cheese toasty? That's the one. Oh my god. Okay, so I'm on YouTube and the first thing says grilled cheese scene with John Favreau. This is very exciting. Okay, I'm look okay, I'm watching a scene now, Brenton, of John Favreau. He's bloody cooking. Um Oh, okay, he's making the cheese toasty. Oh, it's very intricate. Like he's really he's like rubbing it in like oil. Yeah man. <laughs> just wait. Um, just wait. 
Here we go. Okay, now he's buttering it up. Oh, he's put he's put it on a plate. Here we go. Oh, oh, oh my god. Okay, no, I'm on the freeze frame now. Good lord, that is a good cheese toasty. Holy shit, man. Holy shit. And I oh kid you god. not, every I'm time I do it, it makes oh. me feel like one, and then I go make one. I make one every time. And it, this thought, it'll just come into my mind. I'll be like, that scene from Chef. And then I'll watch it and I'll be like, cheese <laughs> toasty. And I don't have like the you three- You'll wake up in the middle of the night, so you'll leap out of bed. Dude, it's so delicate how he does it. Like, you got to watch the whole scene. He's like three cheeses oh. or something, and then he's just like- and he puts Yeah, a bit yeah of, I was like, oh. skimming through it then. Like, he's, oh. he's really applying it. Oh like, my fucking God. It's like, oh. it looks like an orgasm in your mouth. Like, like I can't think of any <laughs> other way to describe it. It's just like- Oh, perfect. Oh. God. Mate. Anyway, yeah. For John Favreau's restaurant, I'm happy to give that a banter badge. Holy shit. You haven't seen it. Like, we, we've seen it, but like, you're going to give it a badge? Yeah, I've never Dude. seen it, but just from seeing that one scene, it's John Favreau. Yeah, man. He's a chef. Man, badge for me as well. Holy. Is it? Is it a third star worthy? Like, how good is his restaurant in the movie? I think it is, but you haven't seen the film. I haven't seen the film, so I can't. Yeah, but yeah, I would, okay, I would give Brenton. it a third star. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right. Well, we gave it two, so John Favreau can be happy with that. Also, it's billions of dollars that he's probably earned from <laughs> Disney, but that's okay. Yeah, Nasa Gwen, yeah. Am I right? Oh yeah, watch out. <laughs> uh, um, my number two. Now we made this fo- this 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 list as the top seven food in movies. We didn't include the adjective best, and so I use that to my advantage, preference. Brenton, because this next food I'm going to mention is not a food I would want to eat, but it's in my top list because of the function that it serves, Brenton, okay? So, this food as my number two, it's from the movie Matilda. (gasps) (laughs) And there's only one piece of food from the movie Matilda that you would immediately spring to mind. Well, you just heard my reaction, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my gosh. Everyone knows what it is if you've seen that movie. It's the cake. It's... The it's the cake that this poor boy who gets into trouble. I don't know if you've seen Matilda, but it's about anyway. It doesn't matter. You're in primary school, and one of the boys in this primary school has done has broken a rule. So his punishment, and he's a very large kid. He has to sit on a stage in front of the whole fucking school and eat a cake made by this demonic chef, this woman who who crafted this huge chocolate mud cake. But it's explicitly stated that she used, like, blood and sweat and tears to make the cake. And there's, like, oil in it. Like, it's horrendous. Like, you're disgusted by it, Brenton. I was about to say, disgusting. It is. And you and you watch this kid chew through this cake. And he eats the whole fucking thing. And it's disgusting. And this thing goes for, like, five minutes. And, like, and you feel... And as a child, especially, you feel physically repulsed by it. Like... You look at the cake, it doesn't look like a good cake. It just looks sweaty and thick and just all sorts of yuck. And the reason I <laughs> included this cake on as number two on my list is because this cake stopped me from eating cake for two years. Are you serious? I am so serious. At birthday parties, I would not have a slice. At my own birthday parties, I would not have a slice. At, like functions or whenever a cake was presented i would not have a slice for two years i would not do it until i finally came around and gone this is ridiculous i miss cake and i went back but in those two years i was so much better for it brenton (laughs) nathan i have a confession to make okay please confess you're in a safe space okay so this film isn't on my list because i didn't spring to mind but 
when I watched this as a kid and I would have moments like this as a kid, I had the opposite reaction to this cake. Oh my goodness, you didn't. I did. I wanted, I wanted, like, I didn't want this cake. You want, whoa, whoa. did you not see whoa, whoa, the kid's whoa, whoa, expression whoa, whoa. when he was eating it? Whoa, 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 I know, I know. But this film made me want to have good cake. So it was like, it was, <laughs> it was like so bad. But I was like imagining in that scene, I was like, imagine. And so I would literally do this. Sometimes they'd be like, do you remember like Coles and like Coles and Woolies, like chocolate cakes? Like oh, those. iconic mud cake for yeah. two bucks a Coles. Yeah, of course. Dude, I would sometimes get a slice of that shit. No, you wouldn't. And pretend I was in the in Matilda. No, you wouldn't. I'm not even joking. That was a thing. <laughs> you were fucking with that, me. No, you're that, not. No, I'm not fucking with you. That is true. It's so funny you brought that up. Because <laughs> your, mother, your mother just walks past the kitchen and she sees you crying on top of this slice of cake. She's oh, like, dude. what's wrong, Brenton? I would have so much fun doing it. And, I, and like that cake's amazing. Oh. And I was always like, oh my God, dude. Like, but like, Cake's so good. And that film made me want good chocolate cake, like good chocolate mud cake. And I'd imagine Jeez. like a big, big chunky slice of that cake if it was like amazing and delicate and like, and then I'd pretend to eat it and be like, oh yeah. <laughs> like, it was so weird. <laughs> I was a weird child. But, um, oh my God. But yeah, it, uh, hey man, that's my experience with it. I, I love that from this one scene, it did literally the opposite for you and me. Like, I know. You had more and I had nothing. I know. How hilarious! Oh. I can't believe it put you off for two years. That's fucked, man. It like, did I, seriously, and it was like it was like it was like roughly two years. It wasn't exactly two years, but it was like there was a point where two years on, I was like, "This is ridiculous." I think it was like some kid's birthday party. I'm like, "Look, it's obviously not going to be like the one from the movie. Not all cakes are like this." I'm going to go back, and then I've, I've been bloody having cakes since. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy you came back to the to the to the um to the light side of the force and decided to have some cake. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> Look, and you know what? I'm not giving this 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 school chef any stars from me from what it did but I wanted to mention it Brent. okay well I'm gonna give it one badge <laughs> oh you, you piece of shit I am I'm gonna give it yeah. one badge because you motherfucker I have good memories associated with that man so I I, oh, gotta, fuck I you. gotta give it a badge fuck you so Brent. one badge go to your number two one badge to Matilda so okay alright I don't know how to even bring this one up because this this <laughs> this piece of food does things to me man it just it like <laughs> 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 This this is another one that I'll look up the scene, and it's a great scene. Don't get me wrong. There's so many things going on in the scene. Oh, I but bet. sometimes I'll just look at this piece of food in the scene, and I'll be like, "Oh my god, get in my belly." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about Inglorious Bastards, and I'm talking about, oh. and I'm talking about the strudel scene. Oh my goodness, I was very close to adding this on my list. Too. Holy shit! This scene, like this scene, like holy shit, because of what's that's going on. That's two Tarantino scene. films, Brenton. You've well, got. one was an honorable mention, and that's the reason it was an honorable mention. Otherwise, it probably would have ah. gone to the list because I love burgers. But this is a whole new level. This strudel mm. looks absolutely incredible. It looks godlike. It comes. It, it is godlike. It comes out. <laughs> it comes out. And Food the, of the gods. Served it. You get a nice close up on it, and then she goes to like get a little. Again, they're eating like they're eating with like the little dessert forks as well. And she's like, oh, oh, I want it. I want it so bad. And like, because oh, I love those dessert forks. Oh, I sound like a psycho. Anyway, um, and so she, she goes. She goes <laughs> get it. And he's like, whoa, 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 wait. You gotta wait for the cream. You gotta wait for the cream. And then the waiter comes back with like a <laughs> bowl of whipped cream, and he gets like this perfect scoop. And then it goes to this close up, and he just dollops it on. Oh my god! Oh my 
god! It's incredible. It looks so good. Oh my you god. You can't see this like from, from where you're listening, but Brenton's like literally like just like falling off his chair. I'm, like, like, <laughs> I'm in the fetal position currently. It is just <laughs> it is It's like Brenton, we're almost done. Stay with us. I have tears in my eyes right now. It is like so amazing, this 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 strudel. And um oh. Oh. I can just make it and go it's, away. It's just it's just perfect. It's so perfect. The perfect oh. shot, like the perfect, like oh, like the way it's just like it's like. And Tarantino knows. He gives it a few shots, like obviously for. Oh, know, the man knows what he's doing. Obviously, for reasons aside from the fucking strudel, but it looks so good. And then, oh, and then the way that Christoph eats it, like he eats it, and like I know that he puts the cigarette in it at the end, and that's great or whatever. But like you know, yeah. I would not. You would polish that thing off. But the way he eats, he goes. Dump. And you can, like, hear him, like, eating it and, like, enjoying it. And I'm just like, Christoph, I wish... That sounds bad. <laughs> I, wish I wish I was I you. Was, <laughs> I wish I was the god. No, I wish I was the Jew hunter in Inglorious Bastards. No. But my point is, no. I wish I was there eating that strudel. Not there in... Not there. There. Like, I wish I... Okay. I wish that I was sitting here right now. <laughs> I hear you, Brent. And Christoph Waltz, the actor, walked in. And Willem Dafoe followed him in. And they both had... They oh, my both goodness. had... They both had... Um, a plate of strudel and they put it down in front of us and they sat down with us and we were all sat here, the four of us, and we chatted about how amazing, um, you know, uh, the Green Goblin is. <laughs> and we just like, we mm. just, you know, we moved on with our lives and had that strudel and I'd die a happy man. That's all I got to say. That'd be amazing. Okay. If we're going to mention Wilm Defoe, Brenton, I, I, I should have put this in the honorable mentions, but if we have to mention Wilm Defoe and a piece of food, I think we should just give a quick shout out right now to the Parker family dinner yeah, or dude. the family lunch. Him, him sharpening that carving knife and, you know, and when he like oh. grabs it with his fingers and she's like, and like whacks him. Like, <laughs> and, and Wilm Defoe looks and then so he angry. And like puts his fingers in his mouth and he like licks his fingers and it looks good, that roast too. And he, and he just starts carving the knife. Like, um, <laughs> and like, what's funny about that scene is too, is that Aunt May is not, like, fucking freaked out by the man holding a fucking huge carving knife that's looking at her like, she's a piece of meat, and he's carving, like, yeah. and he's like... Jeez. And she's like, mm, good, you, 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 you learned a lesson. That's like, bitch, like, <laughs> that's the one point, like, in all the films, that's the one time I'm just like, what the fuck's your problem, lady? <laughs> like, just like, like, because <laughs> yeah. he goes to like, oh, on, like, he's like, oh, yeah. And, but granted, what he does is shitty as well, like, he... Goes to touch it. It's like who the fuck does that? Just wait and like, like the nerve to whack his hands away. It's like use your words, woman. It's the thing, like Norman, like that's a bit, you know. Um, but she's like she physically. It's just so insulting. I can't imagine anyone in real life genuinely whacking a hand away. And I don't imagine she. I, don't, I imagine she doesn't know Willem Dafoe that well by that point as well. Like she wouldn't have been hanging out with Norman Osmond that that much. So it's just so rude. So. What we've learned from the original Spider-Man is that you know think of think of think of think of Norman Osborn and you know feel sorry for him <laughs> and that bitch you know May Parker fucking hell <laughs> May Parker tell you what what a monster oh but uh, going back to the strudel would you give it a bloody star Brent mate we're giving the, I'm I'm giving this a star for sure oh the banter boys badge we're we're plucking it on. I'm giving it a star too, Brenton. I think that would be a fine establishment. I mean, it was probably run by Nazis, so it does make it a little bit ethical. But I tell you what, they make a good strudel, Brenton. Nathan, here's the thing. I am putting up two hands to vote for this for three stars. Ooh. I, I think it, it is should. a world-class strudel. Oh, my God. Jesus. All right, settle, calm down, mate. We're, <laughs> we're, we're near the home stretch. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Brenton, please. We're going to stop the episode. There are children listening to the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Do a 
I, do we want to give it three stars? Um, yeah, I, I, I can't imagine the the restaurant being any better. Obviously, apart from the fact it's 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 hosted by Nazis. So you know, like to be fair, in this film as well. Hitler's face is shot to pieces as two guy, two Jewish that Americans run in with machine guns and like torture the guy. So you know, you know what? We're not here to judge the movie. We're here to judge just the food, and on the food alone, we should base our stars. So, on that, cereal, we've not followed that rule rule yet. But yes, let's continue. We yeah, haven't yeah, done yeah. it once. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done it once. But we're excusing we're excusing the Nazis and the inglorious bastards and giving this three three badges. I presume. I, I'm happy to give it three badges. Yeah, if man, you want to, it's too good. It's hey it's hey, give it a round of applause, ladies. Well it? done, Nathan. And when you well edit done. this, can you please put in a like a like a rousing applause sound effect? Hey, done. Yeah. All right, wait, let's just pause right now and I put it in. All right, here's your bloody pause. Ready? Here we go. Listen to that, Brenton. Listen to that crowd. Mm. They go on wild, Brenton. Oh my god, I want it. I want it so badly. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm just gonna get that audio clip and just use it on so many occasions now. <laughs> No, no. Okay, my number one, Brenton. My number, my favorite food out of everything, out of all the movies that I have seen so far, there's one meal that sticks out. I, and I guessed it immediately. I knew the second you pitched this, I said, I have to say this this meal. It's an animated film, Brenton. Oh my gosh, what is it? It's from The Emperor's New Groove. Oh my gosh. All right, you, you continue. <laughs> and I know what it is, true. This is... <laughs> This is this is my favorite meal for so many. So there are so many reasons. I'm gonna list a couple here. It's 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 the spinach puffs. Of course, the, you have got good <laughs> taste, my friend. You you thank you. Oh, well done, thank you, Brenton. Because there's a scene. Obviously, Emperor's New Groove is arguably one of the best Disney films ever made, and and there's a scene where Kronk, the sidekick to the main antagonist Isma, they're they're in this palace, the Emperor's palace, in 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 uh, the Aztec. Uh, empire and they're trying to poison the current emperor Cusco so they invite him over for dinner and Kronk cooks these spinach puffs for Yzma and Cusco <laughs> as having dinner and like and and like and, and and Yzma's just been fired as the advisor to the emperor so there's this very like awkward small talk that goes between Cusco and Yzma and as this is going on Kronk is trying to like put the poison in their drinks and he's fucking it up and he has to like pour it onto like a fucking vase and mix it all back in but as this is happening like he realizes that he's left the kitchen too long and he sniffs his nose and he goes oh my spinach puffs and he darts back into the kitchen and he rescues them and they come on out and they all eat these bloody spinach puffs now this movie brenton it inspired my sister and i as children to make spinach puffs we made this as children i love that because we're like this this in the animated film it looks amazing and every time we cook them, we've cooked them for years. And every time we do it, no matter what the cooking status of them are, we always shout in the kitchen, oh, my spinach puffs, and we dart towards the oven. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. I love that. That's like a little sibling, like, kind of in-joke you uh, guys have. So when I hear spinach puffs, I think of my sister and the years that we spent making this meal based oh, off of Disney Groove. That's lovely. And it's, it's my... It's my favourite food. It's my favourite food. It makes me think of family. It's, it's Isn't yeah. Isn't it how food just brings people together? You know? It just does. But, oh. Brenton, podcasts, they also bring people together. And films as well, you know. You know. And, uh, mate, we're just totally, we're in unity right now, oh, I'll tell you what. I know exactly what you mean. Mate, I've got to tell my story now about that. Oh, wait, 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 back up. Before we go into your number one, we've no, got no, to talk no, about no. the No, I need to continue about the spinach oh, puffs. Oh, sorry. No, because please I want to elaborate now. on the spinach puffs as well, because great choice. They, it wasn't on my list, because simply I didn't spring to mind, but... 
So, Emperor's New Groove and the Spinach Puffs inspired me to... I love, and this inspired my love, for, uh, like, uh, spinach and feta, um, like, triangles? What are they called? Like, the pastries? Oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, Yeah, dude, I, I started eating those because I saw one in a bakery, like couple days after I saw Emperor's New Groove in cinemas and I said (gasps) spinach puff and I started eating (laughs) these things and I fucking love them like they're so good oh my god um I love that it inspired you to take the step further and start making a spinach puff yourself like that's that's a whole new level like and it's and it's amazing but I agree dude like I think Mm. the way it's animated again it's so simple but god they look good they look so damn good Good on you, Kronk. Oh, You're a good chef. Amazing. You're a great chef. Now let's let's talk about the number of badges because obviously we both got to give Kronk a badge for the level of puffs, right? I agree. I agree. Now, would we give the Emperor's Palace Kitchen, which I assume he's making this in, will we give it that third? Well, Nathan, star? this is a film where we've both actually had a uh, intense experience with it in the sense of like we've both walked away, and it's inspired us to you know to to you know eat some spinach. So I feel mm. like it deserves a three star. I agree, Brenton. And you know what? We're bloody giving it. We're oh, giving it the three stars. Hey, put in that clapping hey. sound effect again, Nathan. <laughs> there they are. Listen to it, Brenton. The crowd's back. Whoa. I've invited an entire stadium worth of audience into my into my bedroom here. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how the fuck they're going to get out, but here oh we God, are. Oh, God. SWAT team, go to work. Come on, guys. Get them out. Hurt them out. Let's go. Um, Nathan, oh. I'm so happy. Like, I'm so happy that a film we've both suggested a piece of food has has got a three badges three banter mm. badges but Nathan there's one more that we've got to talk about here we go the creme de la creme so I left this to last not necessarily because it's the best even though it could be the best but because mm. it's the reason this inspired this this episode this is the reason we're doing this episode your mystery number I'm one I'm sure I'm sure you're gonna hear this and you'll either have a reaction and you'll agree or you go that was it that was the instigating factor I'll tell you what it was I was having a conversation with a friend uh, a few weeks back, and mm-hmm. uh, a couple of weeks back actually, and we were talking about we we're talking about food, obviously, like we we're talking about breakfast and whatnot, and like how good breakfast looks on social media, like and like you know cafes have got Instagram pages, and you see their like avocado smashes, you see their poached They're putting eggs, in all the effort, you know, but like it always looks delicate. And then I was turning this around, mm. and I was like, you know, so we've got a, such a plethora of like you know because when you go to a restaurant, like instead of looking at the menu, you can look up on your Instagram thing and see like. What which of the meals looks the best and which one you think you'd want to eat. It's a great mm. thing. Miss friend said to me, oh, mate, like, one of the things that, like, the breakfast I still haven't had that I want to have is, like, this, this particular breakfast from this film. And I've thought about it, and I was like, I couldn't agree more because every time I watch this movie and I love this movie, I think about this breakfast, man, and it just looks so damn tasty. It's an animation, my friend. It's funny that we both finished an animations. <laughs> Classic. Movie banter. It is, uh, <laughs> it's from Howl's Moving Castle. Ah, oh my, this, this was it? This is something, this was something the reason? incredible about anime and the way that they animate their breakfast and the delicate, the, the delicacy and the intensity that they managed to put into these fine, finely drawn images. Now, this you, was it? If you don't remember, my friend, there's a scene in Howl's Moving Castle when there is... Breakfast is cooked for Hal, and then Hal kind of takes oh. over in the scene, I believe, from memory. But Billy Crystal in the English version is playing the flame, 
that is cooking mm. cooking the eggs and whatnot. And how yeah. gingerly he just he just cracks the eggs and he puts them in the frying pan. And it's like, oh my god, they're frying them. And he throws the eggshells into Billy Crystal's flaming mouth and he's like, nom, 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 as he eats them. And then they they throw some rashes of bacon on as well. And when this thing is done and when this thing is in the pan, it looks magic. Nathan, that is why I chose House Moving Castle because it was the thing that really inspired this list. But it's also it's it's a breakfast item and it's animated and again it has that it makes me feel like I can smell the eggs. It makes me feel like mm. I can like I can I can taste the bacon. And it, feels, <laughs> it makes you feel like bacon. Like it makes you hungry too when I watch it. I'm just like fuck. I want I want some bacon and eggs. And I'm not a big bacon guy. But that bacon looks good. Mm. You know what I mean? It, I, I know exactly what you mean. I made, I love the meal in this movie. Like It did stand out. I remember watching it going, like, this looks like a damn good brekkie. I don't know how much I'd trust it, though, because it, it's made by literal fire. Yeah. Yeah. And a guy that's like a... I can't... Like, Hal's like... It's made by, like, a like I think it's just, like, 16 or something in the, in the film. But she's, like, in the body of an old grandma. And it's made by a yeah, dude that's, that's right. like, transforms into this weird bird thing sometimes as well. So, you know, there might be a few oh, feathers yeah. in there. I'm not sure. But hey, look, I'm giving this a badge. I'm giving this a badge because what I think Studio film. Ghibli and what the way that they, Brandon, I think you chose well. Uh, thank you, Nathan. I appreciate it. I think, I think the way that they they animate their their food. No, I think anime does a great job with movie with um with food. I I completely get around that. Yeah. Would you give Would you give House Castle itself a banter boys badge? As in this particular breakfast? Well, this breakfast. So you're in the bloody castle and the moving castle. Yeah. And you, we're 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 two critics, two food critics. And we have our banter boys badges. Would we give it to this meal in this establishment? Mate, if it tastes and as good as it looks, absolutely. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd give it a badge. I think it's simple, but I think it does a job. Okay, well, does it deserve three? I'm not sure if it deserves three. I don't think it does. I think, I think considering how fucking messy the castle is... Like it's a po- it's a plot point in the movie of how messy that castle is. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I don't think it deserves three. It's not it's not the strudel. It's not the spinach puffs. No, I think I think let's no. make it special. It, two stars is still an amazing achievement. Mm. Yeah, I would be proud as a restaurant owner with two banter boys badges. Yeah, two of them. <sighs> Nathan, so Brenton, that's, 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 there that's you go. What a bloody seven. food tour we've been on today. I'm 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 so happy we've we've had so much of these different foods and. I tell you what, I said I wasn't going to get hungry from this episode. I'm now very hungry from this episode. Nathan, I said I so. wasn't going to get emotional, and yet here I am, like, in tears. Like, in, like it was just too much for me to handle. But, uh, yeah, uh. Nathan, I want you to cook me some spinach puffs. Like, you must have, you must right, have mate, gotten good. Like, let's, I actually, I can do a good job. So, tell you what, we'll finish the podcast, I'll go downstairs, I'll make you some spinach puffs. Sounds How beautiful. About that? Speaking of finishing the podcast, guys, I'm so sorry you had to listen to this shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're so sorry you're subscribed. We're so like, sorry we exist. Like, 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 honestly, like this is this has been a trek, but this has been some. This one, like personally for me, one of the most enjoyable episodes I think we've done of oh. classic movie banter. Like, and certainly seasonal sevens. I mean, it's no animals in the sense of the craziness, the zaniness, and the pure insanity of that episode. No, but. I'm so glad we've acknowledged some great food. And there was some passion in this episode, man. There was some pure passion from us. Lots of passion. It's what food inspires, Brenton. Oh, Nathan, I I am inspired now to to try some of these dishes again, um, and to and to keep as always looking for like some amazing food in some incredible incredible films. You know, some great food absolutely. Moments. And please, like listeners, like let us know your favorites. I'm sure we missed so much. Of the great food that's in cinema. So please, like, 
Emailed us, tweeted us, let us know what was your favorite food watching movies growing up. Yeah, please. You can, as always, guys, you can find us on the old SoundCloud. You can find us on the new YouTube. And you can even find us on the podcast app. Not iTunes anymore, that podcast app. Uh, we are mm. Classic Movie Banter. Please tweet at us, send us an email. Just get in contact. Tell us what you yeah. think of, um, of the strudel and the spinach puffs and other assorted food items, you know. We'd love to hear. Absolutely. Well, Nathan, uh, now that that's all done, it's got me hungry, so I think I'm just going to go back to this pile of uh, food and forks. And All right, Brenton, fine. (sighs) All right. Uh, We'll have a quick cup of coffee, but then you take him out of town and finish the job. Oh, oh, spinach pups. Quick, grab him.